hi everybody, welcome to the one where I'm, my name is Kyle Wolf, and this is, oh fuck me, this is, I've definitely done this before, right, this is, we're gonna act, okay, let, can we, let's redo that, I guess. Yeah, we, yeah, sure. Was that uh, the intro? That was, that was, <laughs> that was smooth, didn't you just do a podcast a minute ago? Yes! You should I be did. like oiled machine I right know. now. You'd think, wouldn't you? You'd think, <laughs> you'd really think. Alright, yeah. hey everybody, my name is Kyle Wolf. I'm the host of this show, and on the buttons once again we have Lucas, hey! Hey everyone, how's it going, we alright? Yeah, man. So, uh, Lucas, what has been your worst school memory? My worst school memory? <laughs> um, Rolls off the tongue that is. Yeah. <laughs> One time for a talent show, I um, I did like a... You know the Chicken Pluckers song? It's no. Like, it's like please, a song, please, please sing it. I'm not going to sing the whole thing, but it's basically like a tongue twister in a song, and it's like about how... Uh, it's like about no, it's a pheasant plucker. My life as a pheasant plucker is pleasant, and it's like a tongue twister thing, and you're supposed to like not say, not swear in it. Right. But I ended up doing it, and I was cuss effing and jeffing through the whole thing, and <laughs> was, my headmaster was there. Was it a what was it a faith based school or was it a what? Yeah, it was a Catholic school. Oh, was it, like, so you had the <laughs> was it like during assembly or something like where? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was during like a, a talent show kind of thing. That was your talent, yeah. not being able to do a tongue twister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Swearing in front of my my headmaster. Did you uh, win? No. No. <laughs> it was really funny though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did funny. Sister Margaret think of this? She she was not pleased. Oh dear. No. She was not pleased. Yeah, it was like my life as a mother pheasant plucker is pleasant just listening to music as I pluck mother pheasants. But I uh I forgot the words. I feel like if you yeah. smashed it at the talent show it wouldn't have been as good. No. Yeah. It was more memorable. Yeah. That I've that I pleasant fucked it up <laughs> it's kind of sad that you like if you're searching for your own talents and that was the only thing that you could settle on yeah honestly i'm really good at swearing <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're trying your best not to yeah and uh, well done man that's great um on the foot on the hot seat today we have hot wonderful seat, yeah. yeah hot seat yeah <laughs> you didn't know what you're in for today Riggs is in the hot seat today hi how's it going i love, the fact, you're, me. I love the fact that you're branding coco like, oh yeah i was gonna say do you want me to turn that around but so it's, it's, not, a, like, it's a bit like a little that. You kind of can't. Well, we kind of can't now. It's like, yeah. funny enough, on these kind of cans, they have the branding everywhere. Other brands are available. Yes. Yeah. Other, yeah. I don't know where I'm looking, but I can't <laughs> notice on the screen. I'm just sort of looking up to the ceiling, but that's obviously not. I know people. Is. People get really like people when they come in here. As I didn't, I forgot to tell you that it was filmed. I think, didn't I? But, yeah. Okay, that was my bad. But like, okay. even when I tell legally, you have to let me know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, people do get weirded out. Like when they do see that it is filmed and i'm just like do it is just like do you get weirded out when other people see you or, or is it just i think one? maybe it's because they all of a sudden turn around and can see themselves ah. but i think maybe after a while you just sort of forget that it's there right yeah yeah unless you're actively looking for it yeah which is like kind of not what well i'm kind of hoping that people don't yeah 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 okay. i just made it break, really you up. don't want to you don't want to break the fourth wall is that what you're saying it's no. supposed to be a perfectly natural conversation the people who are listening and watching they're just they're just behind like a glass thing they're not part of it is that what you're yeah, saying that's you're it separating yourself from your audience that's it right. um we used to do this in a in like coffee shops and stuff yeah. so it would be it would be recorded not filmed but yeah. it'd be recorded like on my phone live and there'd be other conversations going on around it. So they'd be literally, it was literally like them listening in on our conversation. Yeah. Which I quite liked, but I, I decided. It must to have been horrendous to edit. Not really. <laughs> if anything, I put more effort into editing this one. Okay. Now, not This sounds really good, by the way. But like, I didn't want to, I kind of wanted it to feel like they were listening in on the conversation. Okay. And 
that was kind of the feel of it. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to put a bit of money behind it, and this is this is where we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I would I would have said that like you know the constant sort of co- have you done gigs in coffee shops and stuff? I have done the gigs. constant just sort of like foam machine or whatever, mm. steam machine, just constantly every every punchline and that. I, I just I just wouldn't like to do a podcast in a coffee shop. I don't think. Well, that's like that's kind of the same thing of like doing a bar gig, isn't it? Yes. Or yeah. in the ma- or in gigs in the main or ninety percent of gigs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I believe you had something to say about that. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Someone always brings a burger in midway through a punchline. Oh, yeah, the worst one. My god. So the worst one is a gig dog. What's that? A gig. Because well, lots of gigs have a dog. Like, oh yeah. It just runs. They're like, oh, so it's really nice. And it's always like a pit bull or something scary, like a mastiff <laughs> or some dog that needs you know constant attention. <laughs> but uh, there used to be like I think there was a racist dog at. Um, Memoirs of a Geezer that used to be a gig in like a few years ago. Yeah. He used to like bark at people of different ethnicities. And, oh, like, nice. It was a bad time. <laughs> the gig's since closed down, I think. I can't think why. <laughs> I really can't. Cheap think. beer, though. Oh, really? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I don't drink anymore, but that was, but that would have been a. F- Actually, no, they'll do non alcoholic beer, wouldn't they? Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. It wasn't that sort of place. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't think they had any salad garnishes or anything Is like that. Is it one of those places where you get shot if you ask for a vegetable? Maybe. Oh, maybe dear. so. How long have you not drank for? Um, I've not drank since, uh, well, last October. That's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty decent. Um, and I, over the Christmas break, I had a... Um, a I'd, I'd, well, I'd mince, I'd mince pies, yeah. but they were laced with cognac. And, okay. Yeah, and I had it with a bit of brandy butter. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to be able to handle this. This isn't alcohol. It's going to be fine. Right. I think we're cooking, right? You'd have to eat a lot of strogonoff to get drunk. Do you know what and I mean? Not, but the thing is, I could, it's not like it would... It's not like it got me drunk. But I felt like my it had changed my... It, I felt the alcohol. Yeah, you is just that, started arguing with everyone at the Christmas day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, because uh, I've, I've, I've tried to quit drinking a bunch of times. I'm currently a week, a week sober. Well done, good times. We, but, um, but, um, I, I've looked on a bunch of websites and forums and stuff like that, and a lot of people like freak out about cooking. But I work as a chef, right? So, yeah. But like when you cook with alcohol, it all gets burned off in the, mm. in the, with the heat and stuff. That's the whole sort of point. It'd be mad if you went to a restaurant and just ate food and came out just hammered, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be great for the business because they yeah. constantly ordering fries and stuff yeah man and you'd have to be you would you would you would your stomach would implode eating enough brandy butter to get drunk oh. like, but it's like be it, sick. it was more of a like i hadn't had it in such a long time yeah and my brain just went oh hello, hello. <laughs> and from that moment i was like i was kind of on the fence of like you know maybe i won't ever do it. maybe i will at some point go back to it maybe i won't oh, but, then I, but then after that i was just like right i genuinely don't like i just don't like the fact that it checked like even something as small as that yeah. changed my mind and you, my brain and how it how i functioned even slightly i was like all right i think i definitely need to just put the brakes on it now yeah you were dangling over the precipice with that brandy butter you yeah know I mean? it's, like a, it's like a gateway drug it's it like <laughs> it's like you had your, your cocaine number like already out like fucking hell and have to calm down on these christmas puddings man. oh my god i mean but it is in it it's like it is weird because it is one of those really weird like it's weird how something like alcohol mm. has been impressed upon us as a society 
as something that is key to socialization yeah i just think it's so old isn't it like people used to be, like i heard that it was like safer like 500 years ago to drink beer than it was to drink water because it was like the thames yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> i wouldn't want to eat, drink the thames now let alone like no. 500 years ago but like but i think it's just becoming grain plus like it's just a place for people to meet and stuff like that yeah but then again like I went to a pub last I went to a pub last night um, and I just had non-alcoholics or non-alcoholics all night yeah and I found that I spend a lot less money yeah now that I don't drink alcohol yeah than when I did I still have a weird thing where I, I still get a thing to like binge drink them though. Like I I had I went to a gig last night and it has a really nice non-alcoholic beers, but I still like smashed a couple of them before my set. Where was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was under the arches in Bermondsey. Honestly, oh. one time I was like I bought you know Beck's Blue. Oh yeah. It's the worst one. It was it was the only for 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 years it was the only non-alcoholic apart from like what's it called Caliber. That's the other one. I've not Caliber, but no, but it's like it's like it tastes a bit like Weetabix in like a bottle. Like, oh god. And I I was like. Well, I'm going to buy this crate of Bex Blue it was a couple of years ago and I was like every time I have a craving for a beer I'll just drink a Bex Blue and oh. I smashed the whole crate in one night oh, it's not no. even a, and I woke up with one of the worst hangovers ever but I think it was like maybe dehydration like a, yeah, it's gluten yeah. dude it's all that fucking gluten yeah. man <laughs> it's like a gluten hangover man I'm gluten intolerant now have you had Heineken Zero Heineken Zero is great oh my god isn't it so good it's an right absolute revelation like it's like it's exactly what you want from a beer without the horrible feeling afterwards and the, and the self control and the lack of self control yeah the problem i have with non-alcoholic beer like it's the same like i smoke quite a lot and i just can imagine this time in a couple of years where i've got my nicorette patch on and, <laughs> and my non-alcoholic beer and i'm just like i'm just like i'm so like cbd instead of weed and i'm just like what what have i done to my life do you know what i mean that i need all these supplements you've got a healthier well <laughs> an invert healthier and inverted commas because there's i mean with those kind of nicotine patches and stuff there's gonna ha- there's gonna obviously be a backlash and like with vapes and stuff because yeah well there was that thing a long time ago where people said that people who vape like just would die instantly like salt <laughs> users but and we were like we're well, smoking just like oh we're not going to die instantly we're going to die painfully over a series of years but, yeah uh, <laughs> that's what you want but it? i think it's all scaremongering i think vaping stuff probably definitely better than smoking right i mean i've not really looked into it too much but maybe potentially but I'm you look not... like more of a dick if you vape than if you smoke you do and yeah just don't fucking do it. Don't, <laughs> I think that's what we're trying to say is don't do it. Like, just don't start. That's Vape-related deaths or just people who vape getting beaten up. For yeah, absolutely, days. yeah. <laughs> that's why they have to do it in the basement of, like, a weed, like, head shop now. <laughs> just keep them off the streets, man. I, I, I spoke to someone yesterday night who started smoking when they were 30. Why? I think that's a mad. That's mad. That's isn't it? A, that is. But like, why? Why would you? Exactly. Yeah. How, yeah. Old, how old were they? 31. 30. Right, they were old 36. They look about 44. Oh, <laughs> I think they might be about 20, so I'm not going to say who it was. Was that another, com- was that another comedian? <laughs> not saying. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. But that's mental. Sign so like every, like, I did for i did for a while for quite a while, for about, fi- I smoked for about 15 or so, 15, 16 years. Yeah. Um, and. How old are you now? That was you thir- when you were like I'm four. Thir- I'm 30. 30, okay. Yeah. So. I start so and what kind of got me stop what kind of got me to stop right it was a conversation about with my mum about whether or not I was going to take the vaccine right and she said to me and I said um, I don't know what I said I don't um, I'm going to hold my hands up I wasn't exactly anti-vax I was one of those ones where I said right do you know what I'm going to wait until there's a bit more research so I don't really know what's in them blah 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 and she just said to me right you are on a daily basis you are 
smoking you're smoking cigarettes yeah and you are drinking a lot of alcohol yeah you know what that does to you yeah and you still do it no and you and you still do it exactly and i just said to her i was like yeah you're right so i've had the va- i've had the vaccine as well yeah but i i just quit i just thought that was a kind of an awakening moment for me i thought do you know what this is kill- whatever the, whatever the long-term effects of this vaccine is the things I'm doing now are killing me. You sound, you're really good at noticing things in your life and immediately changing them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're like, you're like, you're like, you had a sniff of brandy butter and you're like, that's it, I'm never drinking again. <laughs> like, and you're like, you just, I, whenever, I, whenever these things happen in my life, I'm like, oh, I really should stop doing that now. And then like, a week, and like a week later, I'm just fucking just comatose on my fucking sofa, just like, I did it again, did it fucking again. Um, so, when did you move, make the move from up north to London? Uh, I moved to Brighton in like 2008. So I, I went. Uh, I lived up north for a while, and then I moved to yeah moved to Brighton in 2008. Lived there, so, and I moved to London last year. Okay, were you bought? Okay, so whereabouts up north were you from? Uh, I'm from. My dad was in the RES. So we moved around a lot, but I spent like from like 2001 to 2008. I lived in Catrick uh, uh, Garrison, which is a big army base, but okay. it's near Darlington um, mm. in County Durham. How was that then? How was that? Because I'm, I'm imagining you did a lot of moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the longest I ever lived anywhere when I was a kid was like three years. Okay. Um, yeah, my dad was just getting posted about. He never took. He, one time he got posted to Cyprus, Cyprus but left us here, uh, with like you know a nice country like Cyprus. But then he took <laughs> us to like war-torn Northern Ireland uh, for three years. So um, yeah, so I, I lived in Northern Ireland for three years, and I've lived like all over Somerset, like um, the Norfolk. You know, I've, I've been about. So were you part of like the um, the Royal, the Royal British Legion, the Royal, the Royal British Legion kind of kind of group things. Was I part of the Royal British Legion? The group. Well, I know that RB, the Royal British RBL families, they do get like a lot of groups and stuff for the kids. So. Uh, um, no. Oh. No, 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 no. They, they, they pretty much left us th- to our own devices. Um, <laughs> we just, you know, we started smoking early. We started drinking early. Um, <laughs> it was, it was uh, I, I went to the Scouts for one day. Okay. Yeah, because um, my mate was getting his bring your mate to Scouts badge. Uh, but I didn't like it. No, <laughs> no, I don't care. Is that, that like rope is that, was that like the child equivalent of a bringer gig in London? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can, Im- I can just about I can kind of imagine how that went how that went down. Uh, I mean, it was it was fine. I just I just don't know. I don't really like group activities very much. So I like doing stand up comedy. Very yeah. much alone. Very much alone as a uh, thing. Minute. <laughs> I mean, I can, yeah, I kind of get that. I kind of get that too. I mean, even though there is something to be said about working collaboratively working collaboratively when you're on the stage it is just you yeah yeah what do you mean like writing with people writing with people yeah. or um just taking ideas and just make well because it is kind of a social occasion when you do go to it it can be a social occasion when you do go to a gig yeah 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 for real and it's nice to hang out with people but then sometimes people give you like toppers like, like i've got uh and, like most of the time you're like what are you talking about like, yeah like, it's like they've never yeah. seen your act like one guy i, I did a gig in uh, bournemouth and the, the guy who put the gig on uh, messaged me on the way back uh, and was like and he was like he did a voice note and he was like i've got a topper for you one of your jokes my joke was just about like a centaur mm-hmm. right okay. and and he was like maybe you should add this sort of like and it was a dead baby line oh and no. i was like i was like i don't know how much you know about my act but i mean i just literally <laughs> just gigged for him like a second ago but um <laughs> i was like i don't feel like a, a dead baby joke is really gonna win the crowd back over <laughs> i had this i had a comedian come up to me like before a gig because he'd see he'd been I don't remember his name actually, but so I can't even mention it. Um, he'd seen me a few weeks before, and he came up to me. He's like, "Hey man, I've, um, I was thinking about a line. I was thinking about what, um, a, 
joke that you were thinking about um, <laughs> that you were trying to work out and maybe you could say something about transgender people as well as ones where you go all right mate thank thank you I mean, what thank is you. the maddest thing about that was just some other guy who you don't really know has been thinking about that joke for like two yeah years. Like, like more than you've ever thought about <laughs> it <laughs> joe's just been sat in his thing and been like, i can't wait to tell him about this I transgender can't joke yeah. was it was it uh what what was his angle do you remember um his I'm trying to think what the specific joke was. Yeah. First of all, I can't. I genuinely. Wait, no, it was. Should we phone him? Or he probably still. Knows. No, I, I do. I know. I do remember what. I do remember what the joke was because it was the premise was me telling my parents that I don't drink. That I don't drink anymore. Yeah. And I needed to think of a second or third thing. Um, a second thing, which would which was not the punchline. So you say the first thing, second thing punchline is I don't okay. drink anymore blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he said maybe you could say something like you're transgender I was like well I'm not <laughs> what <laughs> you wanted you to pretend to be transgender yeah yeah okay alright and yeah. uh, how's this guy's career going alright um, I, <laughs> I wouldn't like I don't like to comment on other people's <laughs> but um, he is currently um, he, he's been sectioned he's, yeah he's been, he's been looked after that's, all we, that's all we need that's to, all uh, we need know. to say that's all we need to say so um how have you found gigging in London since you came back? I really like it, man. Like, cause um, there's a, there is a lot there's a lot of um, not very good open mics, but but for like newer acts and stuff. Mm. And sometimes when when you start and you come from a different town, like I was traveling up from Brighton, you get there and you're like, oh, this gig wasn't really worth traveling all the way up from there. But now if it's just like a bus right away and it's not, yeah. I do it for the first time. I'm like, oh, I wasn't maybe I don't want to come back there. But it's not too much out of my time. Yeah. But it's nice to be around so many. I've started to started to break into a few into a few clubs now, and it's nice it's nice to like like sort of trying to cement myself onto the scene here a little bit which is cool what have you broken into um so i've been started doing backyard recently hey nice one i got booked uh like covent garden and uh angel and um yeah it's pretty good i noticed um they've got their uh, bottomless booze on today yeah right and you can tell because they've just got loads of medics down oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just saw a guy at the bar right and he was just desperately trying to detach two empty pint glasses and he was just kicking off (laughs) 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 so i was like it's gonna be a good show in there man oh dude like trust me i've um i haven't broken into this club yet because i've not passed the gong i'm not passed the gong show right but it is if you just go and watch it it is yeah. a very is a very very good show yeah cool i did the i've done the thursday night one here but uh unfortunately the uh, i don't know <laughs> i think i've spoken about this on a podcast before here but uh the bouncer caught it was during the euro so they had they had security yeah and i had a little bit of weed in my bag and he oh no it oh off shit me. i heard i heard about that, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> so i snuck back in i snuck back in no they let me go on actually but they just confiscated it and then they had to give me a little pat down in the thing and and they made and it did was, you enjoy the pat down oh it was great man yeah i, I, I was <laughs> So that's why I bought I bought some back today just in case we're here again. <laughs> Pat me down again, please, lad. We always talk about that with comics. If they're ever like, do the bouncers ever like search the comics? Yeah. And they're, I'm like, no, no, no. But I think one guy got searched. And yeah, it was my first. <laughs> it was my first time down. I was coming down to do a Thursday night, dude, and and like I got there, I got, I got down, 
and um, I was just quite excited because it looks like such a good room and that. And then I came in and and, and yeah, they were very. I didn't expect bouncers to be here to be honest, but it was, honestly, it was during football. So, but um, but yeah, they took it off me and that. Uh, it was a it was a sad time. <laughs> Did you perform though? I got. They let me on. Uh-huh. They let me on. They they were like they were like it's a very serious matter, and I was like okay, <laughs> uh, okay. But um, but they were like they were like, and I was like, you just take it, and I just want to go and perform. And they were like, there's a chance you may never get to perform here again. <laughs> so oh, I was okay. like, it's very dramatic, but I they, I got in. I got in. Mooch got me in. It was good. Nice. Good set. Did, fine. <laughs> I was going to say, did you do well? I didn't know. The gig was really good. Yeah. At the back of my mind, I was like, don't mention a thing. Don't mention a thing. <laughs> but luckily, I didn't, and it was fine. I got out. Got out. Mm. Oh, you should have mentioned that. That would have been funny. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It might be a bit on the nose. <laughs> do you know what? The bouncers here are actually all right. I've done. Yeah. I've, cool. yeah I've met, I've, uh, unless you try and smuggle drugs yeah, into a venue. I mean, yeah, unless you do that. But generally, <laughs> generally speaking, they're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just don't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. That shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Oh, my God. That was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so. Did you start comedy here or did you start it up north? Did you start it up north? I started, I've been doing comedy for five years. I started in 2017 in Brighton. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in Brighton for about the first first three or four years and then moved to London. That's a pretty cool scene in Brighton, isn't it? It's all right, man. It's all right. The lockdowns kind of fucked the gigs a little bit, but they're kind of coming back now. But there was one point just before the lockdown where there was loads of gigs and there's a really nice community. Mm. But... Um, but yeah, it's a bit, it's a little bit more fragmented now. But more gigs are starting, so it's picking up again. Yeah, I've no, yeah, from what I've seen online, there's a little bit. I'm not going to go into the details, but yeah. like there are it, small. T- it sound, it seems like small towns stepping on toes. Well, it, the problem is, is because Brighton has got a lot of comedians. There's like mm-hmm. two quite prominent comedy courses, so they're just churning out comedians like some sort of like <laughs> some sort of open mic comedy factory. Oh Jesus! And and all these gigs are popping up, but some of them are like round the corner from other ones. And yeah. It's like, there's a lot of like promoters being like you know having a bit of a back and forth, but um, it's 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 kind of a Facebook thing. Do you know like do you know what I mean? Like sometimes uh, in real life they'll just sort it out in five minutes, but yeah. because it's on Facebook, it'll just be dragged on for like three months. Oh, that's surprising problem man like now that everything's gone online yeah and everyone else is wading in on your nonsense yeah that just causes so much everyone looks like a dick even if you're in the right you look like a dick yeah <laughs> that's what i found because obviously i do watch some of the drama that does unfold yeah and i was I mean, watching... that's why we're on the comedy club exactly oh, dude like i mean it's not even about gigs anymore is no, it? let's be honest no, no. it's about like who's who's um who's been cancelled for whatever for whatever reason yeah. and who's slagging who's slagging people off yeah and why is alan anderson annoyed at this point <laughs> yeah like, and then occasionally someone will try posting a joke on there and everyone's like what are you doing yeah. Do you not know? Is, do you not know what this is for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there was like I thought this was a comedy forum. I was like, well, you've not been, you've not been here for the past. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, pre-lockdown, it kind of was, right? It kind of was pre-lockdown. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. I think it's always. It was more so pre more so than it is now. Yeah. I mean, there was that list and stuff, and people getting cancelled. Oh, the list. I remember those days. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a terrifying time for it well I mean, no well, it depends what I mean done. depending on <laughs> okay, I guess okay, not a t- okay. I, I was uh, I was fine yeah I was I, fine I, too I was fine. but I was like okay looking at who could be I could be potentially friends with right, about, right okay do I have to really check but then look, even though the list was bad the list wasn't great yeah it was done with the best intentions I think well okay. actually wait I don't know for sure but even though it wasn't okay let's just say maybe it wasn't done with the best intentions yeah it did spark a conversation yeah 
and it was an important conversation that needs to that I think does need to be had yeah, about, about yeah and, um, and and there's some nice things happening in the co- in the comedy industry there's like a get off live comedy which is like a new pro gig that raises chat like a charity gig for like you know mm-hmm. um getting rid of like um, sort of abuse and stuff like that within the comedy industry and there's yeah. a couple of more like Instagram pages where they're calling a couple of people out and stuff like that so it's nice it's, it's mm. good to see yeah and it's good to see and it is nice to see that some of the old guard are getting checked now and yeah. even some of the new guard who are acting like the old guard are getting checked right if that yeah, makes yeah. sense maybe we should all be checked like have get a little DBS check or see oh see my god a DBS check before, before every gig let's do it can, <laughs> no. we just, can we do can we start that up Lucas please yeah, yeah, D, yeah. D, before every gig I think I think you should like you we'll know get once. the bouncers to do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but that's it's kind of, that was kind of where I think a lot of people are trying to head some people are trying to head if it because it could go quite badly it could even though I agree that there does need to be checks and that people do need to be checked on their stuff. Yeah. I don't want it to go so far that like anyone who's done or said anything wrong doesn't and that is completely ostracized. That well, it's all you got to do it by an, an individual by individual case, don't you? Yeah. Like some some things are shouldn't you know some things are really bad, but then some things are like oh he's just you know comedian trying to be funny or yeah. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, that- <laughs> I did a gig the other day where a guy just pretended to be blind for the first three minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, oh, he came on, he came on with a cane, and then he, he stood facing the wrong way and was like, <laughs> he was like, "How are we all doing tonight?" <laughs> and he was like, "You saw in the front row, you seem to have like been just pointing at the back wall." Did it go down well? It went down okay. I mean, there was just oh. comedians in the audience, but it went down. Oh. It went down pretty do you know, good. Do you know what, what? happened afterwards when he, um, when he wasn't blind? Uh. He was also pretending to be Irish, but I feel like I just focused oh. on the blind bit. I think that's worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, when you said blur, I'm so glad you ended it with the eind. <laughs> uh, he yeah. was pretending he went, to be blind. He went full, he went full Justin Trudeau. And oh, that God. That's, yeah, people forget about that, don't they? I don't know. I think the Canadians keep bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the scene like in London compared to Brighton? Um, ooh, there's a lot. There, there, obviously, there's a lot more comedians. Yeah. Um, I think that there's... Um, just one of the problems I have with Brighton is uh, I feel I, I get worried that I get a little bit too clicky when I go down there because I know all the people that I started with and then and then you know then you got new open micers and it sort of moves the other people up to a level now they're doing like semi pro gigs or whatever and then there's all the pro community have been around for ages but it, sometimes you get a bit worried at a gig uh, that you get a bit too clicky so mm. I always try and like you know inc- try and talk to like the people who are quite new and that and get them involved because uh, but I think because Brighton's quite a sm- Brighton's a lot smaller. Um, so it feels so I think that that's one good thing about London is you can you know you can you can gig with loads and loads of different comics but in, in, in Brighton you tend to just be on the lines of the same sort of people mm. yeah but a lot more London comedians are coming down to Brighton now which is which is a sign that the scene's doing good, like doing well again I think it's good yeah so what um, if you if a London comedian came up to you and said what's the best gig to, for them to do in Brighton brand new comic which one would you which one which top two would you say um, for a brand new comic, I'd say there's a bu- there's a gig there's a bunch of gigs at Carolina Brunswick that mm-hmm. run throughout the week. So there's the one called Bunch of Fives. There's one called the Comedy Experiment, which is actually Saturday lunchtime, but they manage to sell it out all the time. There's like cackle comedy and stuff on the edge. There's all these they all happen at the Carolina Brunswick. There's mm-hmm. a place called Artista Studio, which does gigs on a Tuesday for new acts, uh, but they do gigs all throughout the week. There's quite a good, like good progression there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a gig called the Comedy Cult, which uh, runs uh, which has been running for quite a long time. I used to run a, a, a couple of gigs 
things might have only got shut down due to uh, the lockdown, unfortunately. Oh dear. But um, but yeah, no, no, there's good. There's there's a, there's a Facebook page called Brighton Comedy Folk, which has got all the listings on there. It's good. It's, you know, it's good. Yeah, I've been on there. It's a lot nicer than <laughs> yeah. the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the promoters aren't trying to kill each other, like online, they this is good. It's a nice scene. Yeah, it is. I mean, and it kind of well, yeah, is it's upsetting to it's kind of upsetting to see a little bit. Well, when comics fall out, when promoters fall out when comics fall yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> behind the behind the behind the mic <laughs> yeah man we could oh my god that's a new podcast idea yeah what well, behind the mic yeah yeah when yeah. um we talk about all the com- all the all, all the, the com- beef. all the current all the current comedy feuds yeah but the thing is do you want to be the you do want to be the spokesperson of that do you know what i mean because you're going to have to take sides you're going to have to call people out you've got to be very much the sort of gatekeeper of the feuds if you're going to i know what we do we get both of them in the same room. A what? A main fight? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We got video sound. Be Shit. good. Can we do that? That's yeah. But that sounds like a terrible idea. You're just shit stirring. Do you know what? Arslan <laughs> yeah. would be so up for this. I by mean, the way. <laughs> you got That's a table? Like, Maybe they could do something like Sabutio or something like that. Something involving the table. Or just arm just wrestle. Fight, yeah. Arm wrestle. That's like if you work in an office and you just like on the on like the the, the pin board or something, you're just like spreading rumors about everyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, we eat. could spread rumors about everyone. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> right, you start. I'll follow. Ah, why do I have this? Your podcast, man. You, I'll, I'll go down with the ship, but you have to crash into the iceberg first. Oh, dude, I. Uh, that was a very no. good Titanic analogy. Yeah, it was also it was also, <laughs> it was also weird. Like, the first thing, well, my first, the first thing that came into my head there wasn't Titanic. It was Dido. I will go oh, okay. with this shit. Okay, okay, fair enough. I've opened my hands up and surrender. That's one for the Patreons right that's there. The Patreons, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. They don't, yeah, that's what you get. That's what you get for the extra. Nice. Um, so what was I, what was I going to say? What was I going to say to you? So how do you juggle your? Uh, com- okay. <laughs> 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 Boy, he's going to leave it at that. <laughs> it's like the clown. How do, podcast. How do you juggle? How- <laughs> I want to know because. <laughs> You've done. I don't know how much you can say, but like you, being a comedian isn't just your main. Isn't your main. Isn't your main. Sort no, of I work as a chef. chef. I work yeah. as an agency chef. Agency chef. Right. So how are you? A. How do you find juggling both the both the careers? And what? Actually, no. Better question. What's the most difficult? What, what's the most difficult dish that you've had to that you've had to that you've, <laughs> that's that a completely to, different yeah. question yeah it is yeah. <laughs> the most difficult dish yeah fuck sometimes you'll go sometimes I'm just kind of blagging it a bit right um, yeah uh, and I keep saying this on podcasts and I feel like it's going to get me fired but um, but I keep so I started cooking like, I started washing up in a hotel for like mm. several years and then I and then I, when, when I moved down to Brighton I wanted to get a job in a kitchen and I found this place was looking for an apprentice chef and it was like really low wage and it was just like making sandwiches and stuff but they were really short staff so they promoted me to a commie chef really quick nice right and then I left <laughs> and I went somewhere else as a commie chef and then worked there even though I had no experience so I've sort of just been blagging my way up and then I joined the agency uh, after I, and just before I started working at the school and um so I was sort of making it up as I go along. The first time I ever cooked an omelette was like for the agency, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it was getting paid like sixteen pounds an hour. <laughs> and it was like, we need an omelette stat. And I was like, okay, I think I've seen people do this, and like, it was okay. I, I think it was a little bit overdone. But like, um, but sometimes I'll work in a place where I'll get booked to do like a Michelin star place. Um, because uh, get, you get booked all over an agency. You get go from like cafes to like proper high end restaurants and stuff. Yeah. But they don't make you. They normally just get you on prep and that. But if they ever ask me anything to um, that I've not really 
really done before I'd just be like I just need to nip off for a piss and just fucking right, no, Google yeah. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BBC good food you know what I mean I get on that website man it's good <laughs> that's, sweet. that's pretty sweet um, so have you so what actually made you want to go into cooking uh, as I say, man, it's, it's just it's a job that I just I um, where I lived, it was just really convenient to work in the kitchen, mm. and it just was, and I just and I just worked just my whole life doing doing kitchen work. I did a couple of I worked in the supermarket for a bit. I, mm. I worked at Weatherspoons for a month. Um, <laughs> I, I got fired because I came in. Uh, I took I took a day off on a double shift, and I came in the day later on my day off. Mate, uh, <laughs> it, wait, hold on. Let me. So you 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 took a day off. On, oh, and when I had a double shift. Yeah. And then I came in the next day, which is my day off. Oh Jesus. Yeah. I can imagine they weren't too pleased. No, well they they, they did they did tell me to to go. Oh. <laughs> I mean, why did you come in? Um, cause I just got my shifts wrong around. But oh. I, but because it's but not because like you were taking the piss and you were like, oh, I want a pint. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, when I got, I just walked around to the other side of the bar and got a pint afterwards. I was like, well, I don't work here anymore, but I yeah. will I will have a pint now. Yeah. <laughs> the, work, the day was actually not bad. Did you pay for it? Yeah. Oh. It was spins <laughs> up north, so it was like fifty p. Oh, fifty p. Pretty sick. Yeah. But. Okay, that's that's interesting. That's so I, I actually enjoy doing it, doing it when I'm doing it. But um, but like comedy is my sort of main focus when I'm not working. Well, yeah, kind of. Well, it kind of is. No matter what you're doing during the day. Yeah. Right. You're always thinking about what the next gig's going to be. Yeah. Or whatever. You, even if you're not gigging as much, what you're going to write about, what you're going to write next, whether it be yeah. a script or whether it be a or whether it be a new bit. Yeah. You're constantly thinking about that throughout mm-hmm. the day. So how do you how are you able to juggle your work life balance? Oh, uh, what with stand up comedy? Yeah, I don't really juggle it very well. <laughs> okay, like just kind of badly. Like I used to just juggle it by just being drunk and hungover and like in in, in in like differentiating periods. But like um, but but I just sort of do it. Okay, <laughs> I just sort of go to work, <laughs> finish, go to the gig do that and then just keep doing that as a cycle i'm trying what i'm trying to do now i started taking multivitamins and stuff i've started to oh, like, what I'll, you want um it's just it's just a generic multivitamin okay yeah it's an entry level okay uh, well, is there, is, i'm not on any i'm looking to get into it yeah like, I'm, that sounds so bro sciencey doesn't it yeah but, yeah, yeah yeah i know but, a guy if i know really, okay really serious about the multivitamins okay yeah. please please let me yeah let me know afterwards <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i will i mean you could just go to boots i could do but, <laughs> <laughs> but like the, i don't want the i don't want the crap ones and i think the, those the ones you get over the counter are generally do you think so I don't think they're allowed to lie. It's like when you get like Nurofen or like the 35p paracetamol. Yeah. They're the same thing, aren't they? Because you can't, it's like drugs. You can't just fuck about with them. And Nurofen's just the brand. The brand, exactly. Yeah. So you pay like 250 or 35p. I'm pretty sure they like legally the same thing. Apart from that's got a bit of caffeine in it. I don't know why. Okay. I mean, that has completely blown my mind. But that yeah. is capital. That is capitalism. That's capitalism 101. Yeah. Isn't it? But I think, you think it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. They can't be like, this is just shit paracetamol. Do you know what I mean? It's no. weird. Paracetamol Yeah, they kind of can't. Yeah, they can't do that. Yeah, my this God. one's cut with like rat poison. My <laughs> God, you're intelligent. <laughs> Me? Yes. I thought that was generic information. I thought that was just knowledge that, that people had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like fucking Brian Cox over here. <laughs> <laughs> the Brian Cox. What, of what? What else do you want to know about the world? I'd like to know. Is it flat? Is it round? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's round. I'm pretty sure too. <laughs> Anyone else like to comment? Lucas, what do you think? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I reckon, I reckon round. Yeah, we're going round. We're going round. We're going round. Me and me and um, uh, Brighton comedian Ben Carter were going to set up a like a really serious flat convention during the Brighton Fringe a couple of years ago, just to mm. see who turned up. Because he used to have a whole act about the flat Earth, like how he believed in it and stuff. So he was going to go on and do like half an hour on the flat Earth, and then we were just going to be like go we're just gonna go <laughs> but we just wanted to see you turned up we didn't end up doing it in the end but it'd be fun to uh to stage like a you know a serious well, convention well there's some well there's something to be said about arguing a point that you don't actually believe in yeah because it's quite is fun there? right yeah, yeah like it's devil's quite, advocate it's, sort of thing yeah dev, well devil's advocate like it is quite fun it is quite a, to be like contrary yeah a little bit but not like in a mean way or anything like that yeah but it's, it also depends on what the subject is. Yeah. But I do... But have you ever met anyone who just disagrees with everything? He just has a different opinion on every single thing that you like? It's annoying. Yeah, I have. Yes, yeah. I have. And that is yeah. a, that's a yeah. danger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw a really good bit that Aziz Ansari did on his new special where he was talking about... He was deceiving the audience. Well, I've kind of ruined it now. But he was talking about this bit. Um, he was talking about this scandal around, like, Pizza Hut uh, sent someone a pizza and there was, like the pepperonis was arranged like a swastika and he was like did you guys did you guys hear about this and everyone was like yeah and they, he was like what do you think give us a cheer if you think it looked like a swastika and everyone was like woo and he was like what if you didn't think it looked like a swastika and he was like and then some people were like woo and then he singled some guy out and he was like what did you think man where did you read about it and he was like oh I saw it in the Washington Post and then he revealed at the end he was like that's interesting because I just made that up <laughs> <laughs> it was really good he like deceived the audience in like yeah. a really clever way but then that's that's, about fake news and that's stuff. group that's very much group thing isn't it yeah so yeah say so, i definitely thought, yeah, 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 yeah. But he was talking yeah. about how everyone's that he thought everyone thinks that their opinion's so important that they need to chip in on things that they don't yeah. know anything about yeah or they're like scared that they're the only one who doesn't know yeah 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 oh sick i'm not afraid to be the only one who doesn't know i think <laughs> domino should start doing swastika pizza yeah. <laughs> Pizza Hut or whatever. Business. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they've already like there was there was a thing like a few like I don't know if they do it now. No, Nazi right? Wednesday. But, but <laughs> on every two for one. Because you know the guy who runs Domino's is or who the CEO or at least the former CEO. I don't know if he is now. Right. He. Mr. Well, Domino. For, yeah, Mr. Domino. Yeah. Yeah. And Miss, he's married to Mrs. Mrs. Um, Mrs. Die. Mrs. Die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was. Is that because of dice? Yes. Right, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a that was a little slow burner there. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. Just put it down the table. You, you call the children like pick up sticks. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Cool. <laughs> uh, it's a very gentle comedy we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> we could be on like Jazz FM, couldn't yeah, we? I guess so, yeah. yeah. Coming up yeah. coming coming up next is coming up next. <laughs> coming up next, um, Chuck Berry with the um, The smooth sounds of Charles Mingus. <laughs> but um no he was a or at least it is or was quite a fundamentalist christian and if you looked on the domino's website circa around about 2010 to 2015 yeah there would be little there'd be little crosses all over all over the website <laughs> right yeah so it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if they did something like that you said there used to be mad christian website is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that there used to be Christ. No, the Domino's website. Yeah, it used to have crosses on it. Yes, like crosses. Like as it, as it, no, as in like yeah, as in yeah. Did they used right. to put all crosses t- on the box instead of dots? Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes. <laughs> well, there's all this shit about Papa John as well. Like, what is it about being a pizza CEO that just makes you a controversial figure? I don't know. What's Papa John done? You didn't hear about Papa- the Papa John stuff? No. 
Isn't What's he, he done now? Like, he, this was a while ago. Yeah. He was like, um, he was caught like saying the N word on. Are we saying that Papa John's a guy? A real yeah. person? Yeah, he's yes. a real person. Yeah. He's a real dude. I thought he was like Aunt Bessie. No. No, no, no he's a real He's person. a real dude. And Aunt Bessie's based on someone. Really? Yeah. Something but Mr. Kipling that. isn't. Right. This is turned to a very different podcast yeah, to, what yeah, yeah. Comments, to what I was thinking. What about Captain Bird's eyes? Is he a guy? Maybe, I'm not sure. Yeah, what yeah about I think the Michelin so. man. Michelin <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, he's, I've seen Ghostbusters in yeah. that. Yeah. Or is that someone else? A marshmallow dude? That's marshmallow What's dude. happening? But Michelin, but Michelin <laughs> man is. <laughs> Michelin man should be real. I've seen yeah. many men who look exactly like him. Mm-hmm. So I think he's got many kids. Yeah. So yeah, Blackout is good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what this podcast was about. So did I for a second yeah. there, but like, oh my God. Um,. Blackadder, right? You chose that as a, as a sitcom. I yeah. hadn't seen Blackadder for a while, for a very long time. Yeah. But I'd had I had brought the I'd brought the remastered DVD of all the nice. se- of all the seasons nice. like, years and years ago. So I got it out, and oh my god, like the difference between the writing and the production value in the first and second series is yeah. is. It's um, it's phenomenal. Right, it's because I think they, it's sort of like you can tell they did the first one sort of on their own. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen like Rocky One? Yeah. Like, this is very much Sylvester Stallone like just doing everything here, and it's like that's why it's got no sort of sort of plot to speak of, and it's sort of just him just in a weird cap just running around in the dark. But like, and then you watch uh, Rocky Two, and it's like complete. It's like like production value has gone through the fucking roof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like Black Adam, man. I used to like. It was one of the first sitcoms that I probably got into. My parents bought the uh, my parents bought this big. Really boring book of of all of the scripts, and it was like this. Oh I read God. it like cover to cover a bunch of times because um, we lived in the north and there was not much else to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I really like it, man. I mean, it is like it is got it's got the creme de la creme of British comedy writers on it because you've got Richard Curtis, yeah, got Ben Elton, mm-hmm. and you've got um, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, I believe he come. I believe he contributed more to the first series than the second one. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, the was too busy being Mr. Bean, probably. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a lot of time out of your day to be Mr. Bean. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, Rowan Atkinson used to live next door to um, one of my grandparents. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think so. I remember being told that as a child. Apparently, he's a very nice man. I've heard. I've heard this. Well, I've heard the okay. same. Gen- the same too. I mean, I, we differ maybe a little bit politically, but like, yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I think, I think he's a bit. Well, you, you all for those pizzas, eh? <laughs> no, he's a he's a bit of a. Rake. Oh, you're talking about Rowan Atkinson? I'm yeah. about me and you. <laughs> no. No. You think he's a what? No, he's a he's a bit of a raging Tory. Is he? Yeah. Raging Tory. A bit of a raging Tory. Know, was he at the parties? Was he? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, what parties? They didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And they were work dudes. They were yeah, work dudes. He was just running around with a turkey stuck in his yeah. head. <laughs> 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 um, right. So, I, I forgot how well this actually stands up. This show actually stands up. Yeah. Um, it's got a few. Qu- I mean, because I, I've only watched the first episode of the first series and the first episode of the second series before as preparation for this yeah but some of the jokes obviously a bit questionable now yeah but like with the thing about bob yeah where he bob being a boy like you don't know if it's a man or a woman or a boy or a girl yes yeah and bob is he's a she's well bob is a bob is a girl he thinks that Bob. He thinks that Bob is a man. He thinks that Bob is a boy, but he falls in love with him. He falls in love with him anyway. Yeah. Is that the episode that? That's the first episode that's got um. What's his face? He died. Um. What's his face? He died. Rick. <laughs> Rick Mayle. No. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. That's Comedy the... legend Rick Mayle. <laughs> 
yeah who died yeah um, <laughs> is that the first one because don't they run off together at the end yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and that was my first introduction to rick mail as a person like, I, I, I think a lot of people grew up watching like the young ones and bottom and stuff and i did come to them a bit later mm. but uh, blackadder i think for me was the first my first rick mail experience so i think that that affected it a lot if I, yeah i liked it you know um it's an interesting. Well, speaking of McMahon, it's got like it does have. They do have so many British, great British actors in. Yeah, they've got Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, Mar- Hugh Laurie, Miranda Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, just everyone mm-hmm. is just down in their um, game for this whole thing. What's his face? Ter- um, Tony Robinson. Tony Robinson, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> who is the uh, who is the David Attenborough history? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he? Yes, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but. Um, Okay, so it's set in, it's. I like the fact that in every at the end of every series. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he dies at the end of every series, isn't he? Or Blackadder, or he just gets reinvented. He gets that. reinvented each time. I'm not sure if he dies. He, I'm not sure if he dies at the end of each season. He they at the end. Spoiler alert! At the end of the very last one, they all die. Yeah. Um. But um. Well, they don't. We don't know that for sure. But they go off into war. They go off. They go over the top in World War One. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, but I, I'm not sure if they actually die in each one. Sometimes I think maybe he gets like exiled at one point, and uh, mm. yeah. But um, but yeah, and, and so so it goes. And I used to be well into history as a kid before I started getting into like music or comedy or anything like that. I, I went to college to try and do history and stuff. So it really like when I was a kid, it's my favorite lesson at school. So the, the history aspect of it like really spoke to me. I also mm. do you remember that um, there was another one with Tony Robinson in, which was like a Robin Hood. Thing. Yeah. Um, Made Marion and the and the Merry Men or something like that. <laughs> um, I used to watch that all the time. I used to love any sort of like history based comedy program. I was down with. I mean, yeah, I can kind of I can kind of see why. And this is it's one of the shows where like it could be it, the fact that they've reinvented him mm-hmm. and they brought it back and they've brought him into different they brought him into different eras. They've made him relevant for every for almost every time. Yeah. Do you think that they could bring him back for? today's audience they did didn't they oh no uh, yeah oh did they yeah they had a thing called blackadder back and forth which is where they had a time machine and they went um and they went back and forth three times which is why it's called that and it was like a christmas special and it was a couple of years it was like probably quite a few years ago now ever like, since the lockdown time has become irrelevant i feel yeah but, <laughs> you're right it was a few years ago they did try and bring it back but i don't think they i think i think just leave it now Mm. They think they did the same thing with Red Dwarf as well. They tried to bring that back. They, they were like, did. They were they, like they did. around in like a smart car or something. And they did just, bring it back. Yeah. It's, it's still going, I think, Red Dwarf. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea. Here's my next question for you. If you had no choice, yeah. you have no choice in this matter. Okay. You've been given about 50 million. I feel like a question million. that I have no choice in the answer is going to be quite difficult to answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, why I, that's why I asked this question. <laughs> I ask this to everybody, right? Okay. You have no choice. If you were given the instruction to remake Blackadder for today's audience, yeah, how would you do it? You got no choice. You've got to do it. Okay. How would I do it? I'd probably do. I'd probably do some like parody of like the House of Commons. Okay. Yeah, I'd have him as like uh, maybe I'd have Blackadder as like the speaker or something. Okay. Or as, or maybe he's just some sort of like backbencher because he sometimes sometimes in series of Blackadder he plays like someone quite prominent like he's a Prince Regent in one of them which is I think mm. it's Blackadder the fourth and it's like, I think it's the best season um, a series is what we used to say. Mm. Um, uh, but um, but yeah, I'd have him like in the House of Commons because there's so much stuff going on that they could parody yeah. all the time. And you would have him as some sort of like, either like a backbencher or not the prime minister or anything like that. But you maybe like the deputy 
prime minister of like the shadow cabinet or something like that generally mm. the other one but uh, someone someone like middle to low down position or something mm. that's what I'd do okay who would you cast I would I'd have you got to have all the standard ones you got to have Hugh Laurie you got to have um, you got to have uh, Tony Robinson in there um, he would probably be like a cleaner yeah or something um, who would I have who would you have who would you cast as Boris Johnson as Boris Johnson yeah but here's the thing with today. Maybe like Keith Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like with with this with this cabinet, right? They're parried it. They are getting to the joke before anyone else can. Yeah. Like who would you get to parody Nadine Doris better than Nadine Doris does? Who the fuck's Nadine Doris? <laughs> Who's that? Nadine Doris. She's the late. She's like the late the the idiot lady who comes who um. The idiot she, lady. The, the idiot. <laughs> that, well, that's, that's Just starting that beef podcast right now with Nadine, <laughs> with Nadine Doris. Nadine Doris. I believe she is the um, culture secretary, right? Culture secretary. Can you look it up? Clearly, I'm not very cultured. Like, I just see her come on, right? And she just says the most... And she, like, is... Oh, yeah. Secretary of State for Digital Culture and Media and Sports. There we go. Okay. That's a lot of stuff. It is. Yeah. And she, and, um, she is... She is just absolute comedy gold, right? Because she is so far up Boris Johnson's ass, she can basically see what he's had for dinner for like three weeks ago. (laughs) Right. And she doesn't answer, and it's great because she she never answers a question. Okay. Like you, someone asks. What kind of questions are they asking her? So have you um, have you spoken to the prime minister recently? Right. And she's this is a genuine question, and she answered well. We've been in contact, yeah. We have been in con. I have been in contact with him. Yeah. But have you spoken to him? We've been in contact. We have been in contact. I think that's all politicians, though, isn't it? They all have that politics sort of way of not never answering a question. Yeah, it's just kind of annoying, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It is, but they just don't want to say. You just want one to come out and just be honest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just be like, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to sort it out. Like when people always talk about like Tony Benn. Is that a guy? Tony Benn. Labour guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's quite some dramatic speeches that people post about him. Or you got someone like Jonathan Pye, who mm. was good for a bit when he when he just like used to pretend to be a reporter who weren't mad. Yeah. yeah. Um, was she on the jungle years ago? Nadine Norris. Yeah, I think she was. I think she might. The jungle. Yeah, I'm a celebrity. Oh right. They did that in Wales in like a castle. Yes. Uh, during lockdown, but they ran out of budget and they just sort of left them there for a bit. <laughs> did they? Heard, that's what I heard, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. They left them there. I think someone got a broken leg or they fell down some stairs. <laughs> Wait. Don't know if that was that, Nadine. Is that, is that true? I think so. Oh my God. I do say things without thinking about them sometimes. <laughs> I do, that's fine. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure 60% of that was I'm, true. I'm not going to lie, that's kind of what, that's part of the reason I've got you on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't I don't know who Nadine Doris is, but I mean, I'd just cast, I'd just cast just people who could play knobheads, basically. I think Miranda Richardson would be a very good, yeah. Nadine Do- would be, well, not Nadine Doris, but like a Nadine Doris-ish character. Yeah. I'd like to bring back Kathy Burke. Feel yeah. Like she needs to be back on TV Oh more. God, yeah. Yeah, uh, get get Olivia Coleman in somewhere in there. Oh right, well, if it's Olivia a British Coleman. thing, if it's a British thing, you have to have Olivia Coleman. Oh, you have to. I mean, it's kind of like in the unwritten law. It's kind of like an unwritten law now that if you if you have anything made in England, mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman has to be in it yeah. because she is in literally everything. Yeah, and she's. I think I think I think she deserves. Oh, for good reason. Oh, for good reason. Mm. For a very good reason. She was great on the Graham Norton show recently. But was like, she? Yeah, that's another. That's another. That's another podcast. Was it? Um, <laughs> the Graham Norton show. 
show review podcast. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, I didn't know Graham Norton was still going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to the extent that I'm sure that I watch it every night, but like it's still it's still going. Um, what was I going to say? So you'd have, would you have Rowan Atkinson back? Yeah, of course. Yes. You'd have to. He is the guy, right? Yeah. He's the guy. Plus, plus, he's probably he looked. It'd be perfect time for them to do a politics one now because they're all like they're all like between the ages of seventy and ninety, aren't they? Yeah. So he's probably getting up there himself, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, he's in his. Yeah, he's probably in his sixties, I think. Yeah. But have you ever seen his stand-up before? I have. Where he plays the devil. He plays the devil. He's got one where he plays like a priest as well. There's one where he does like an invisible drum kit. Yes. Which is quite good. Uh, I like it. It's quite silly. It's completely different to the kind of comedy that I'd do or like uh, I would normally watch. But I really, I really appreciate it's it. It's kind of more alt comedy, isn't it's it? It's alt, yeah. It's alt, man. And it's alt and sketch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like and sort of one person sketch as well, which is interesting. He, it's weird because he does kind of play, often play the same character and everything. He does often play very and the sitcoms at least. Yeah, apart from but, apart from Big Mr. Bean. Big Mr. Bean, obviously that one, yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking like mainly not the nine o'clock news. Yeah. Even though that was a sketch, Black Adder, and then the Thin Blue Line. Yeah. The character. He's always sort of like bumbling sort of character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a very, he's got one of those sort of malleable sort of elastic faces. Yeah. Yeah, like Jim Carrey or something. And I quite like the fact that he. Even though you kind of do root for Black Adder, he is not a nice person. No. No, he's only in it. He's only in it for himself. He's like selfish man, and he like whenever someone else has an idea, he always claims it for his own. Yeah, and they just absolutely punch down on that little Baldrick man. Mm. Yeah, and he um, he is essentially the bad guy of the of the series. Yeah, but you kind of want him to get a win. It's because though he's the bad guy, everyone else is also a bastard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So all these other horrible people are also these like kings will come over from different countries and always like really horrible sort of like beheading style like kings and stuff. So he, like, yeah. he is, he's sort, of, he's sort of a knobhead but he's sort of like pathetic and he's sort of like hopeless. So he's sort of like the underdog still and you're sort of rooting for him a bit, Blackadder, I feel like. So he's the arsehole, but he's our arsehole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes he do, he does sort of come through and he, and he shows quite a lot of humility, especially mm. in uh, Blackadder Goes Forth when he's just constantly just trying to get off the line. Uh, there's this one episode where... He, and, it's, and in the last episode as well they're just desperately just trying to come up with any scheme they can just to not have to go and fight in the war and you mm. see like quite a lot of humility in his character I think he's a good actor Ronan oh he's brilliant like I remember seeing him in um, The Witches yeah oh yeah in the, yeah he, that was fucking terrifying when oh, I was growing up oh that was yeah, yeah. But, but he was very good as the, as the as the manager of the hotel yeah 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 again that's a bit of a di- and that's a bit of a different that's a bit of a different I think that he's played that character a couple of times as well because he's been that sort of concierge type person in a few like maybe like blockbuster Hollywood films he as did, well he did um, well four weddings four weddings and a funeral four yeah. weddings and a funeral he did um, like he was in Love Actually he was the person who did the, who, the, at the jewellery shop yeah he makes a very good sort of like uh, like sort of like you know like rece- like somebody works in like a hotel or, or a shop or something well, like that and Scooby Doo he was the um, <laughs> oh yeah he was the um, the person who ran Spooky Island Emil Wondervarius for those of you who remember that moment yeah. in time 2002 <laughs> yeah I definitely watched it yeah yeah okay but he was very good in it I, mean, I hated Scooby-Doo when I was growing up it was my least favourite cartoon of all of them oh 
you hurt my heart a little it's bit it's just everything with every i know all the cartoons are always the same but that was just relentlessly the same man in a mask yeah i, yeah. I mean i get why you say that yeah. i get why i vehemently disagree with them and with i just it, wouldn't i just wouldn't after a few mysteries i just wouldn't keep solving mysteries of the same for those people like, these, aren't, <laughs> these aren't your mates do you know what i mean every time you're like trying to catch a ghost or whatever like this dude's off eating a fucking subway and that like with, <laughs> with his dog who always has to come for some reason treated like a person like why like, and he's clearly just some fucking hopeless stoner like just but why they're all he's like, it's like it's like he's their older brother and he's like got no mates and their mum has been like you just have to take him <laughs> but they're all hopeless stoners though. that was the whole thing about this that was the whole thing about that show yeah like they're all they're quite preppy though apart from Shaggy but then you can have a preppy sh- you can have a preppy stoner though can't yeah. you do you think you'd him I reckon so yeah like I... one of them the one with the guy with the blonde hair looks like he's like a bit of a jock I thought yeah Fred with his ascot Fred with his ascots man yeah and he's cl- yeah and there's do you know what? we'll get into and also yeah. and, an- and another thing they always think it's a ghost and it never turns out to be a ghost apart from in the movie where it is actually a real ghost is it yeah the monsters are real in the movie oh shit yeah okay but yeah this time the monsters were real and Scrappy Doo was the I've was- never got so heated about Scooby Doo <laughs> it's a very touchy subject yeah. have you <laughs> uh, alright so Black Adder. <laughs> <laughs> what? When would you? So you'd set it in the modern day modern day cabinet. Um, who? When? Uh, what was I going to say? Would you get Ben out and back to write it? Yeah, I just get the same people on. Uh, I don't. I don't know much about writers and producers and stuff. I just watch something and if I like it, I like it. <laughs> but um, but I mean, get the same writers in. I'd be happy to get a credit. Yeah, sure. I'll join them. Yeah. Um, they don't have to use anything that I write. I just want to be there. Yeah, um, just to be in, just to be in the writers' room at, yeah. that, at that time. Like just to be, I want like just to be in the writers' room at that moment in time when Black Adam was at its peak. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been just to so. There's the thing because see. it's because it comes from that sort of thing where everyone's sort of railing against a lot of these like Oxford and Cambridge educated mm. like comedians and stuff like that. You know, there's like Edinburgh festivals a lot like you yeah. know, cost so much money to do it, so it's very much like a mid- upper middle class or middle class people who end up mm. doing it and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like um people are railing against that a little bit and being like that that was kind of like a little bullenden sort of club of comedy where they were all like really intellectual people who were doing like and it comes from like monty python and stuff like that they were all yeah like, or like like real good like university graduates and stuff like that but there's been a bit like i think there's a lot more like grassroots roots comedy coming through which is kind of like opposite of that yeah so it's kind of so so maybe um so maybe we'll bring blackadder back but we'll get a team of fresh young writers on it fresh young writers yeah. okay so who would if you had to pick who, I don't know screw that I was going to ask which comedians would you, would you <laughs> I'd just do it on my own yeah screw it yeah, yeah. so you do it on your own yeah you Rowan on your yeah. own and then maybe get a couple of script editors in. maybe get a couple of ghost writers to actually do it yeah Mate, good. I think that's an absolute perfect idea <laughs> yeah dude I that has been an absolute pleasure having you on oh great yeah no, thanks for having me man Matt, um, look into that camera there and just say where people can find you oh just type rigs into Instagram or Twitter just relentlessly until my face comes up it's just like rigs I think on Instagram it's four and on Twitter it's three. Sweet. All right, Regs, <laughs> it's been an absolute. Hey man, thanks man. very much for having me. And Lucas, where can people find you? We didn't get, we didn't get to. Oh yeah, I never got to plug. Um, no. Just Lucas Jeffcoat on Instagram, Twitter, my website. That's where my gigs are at. Nice. Check me out. Nice. Thank you for having me, Carl. It was good fun. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Lads. Yeah man. Ugh, here we go. We podcasted, gentlemen. Yeah, cool. That was nice. nice Dude, I thoroughly enjoyed that.